following sermon audio is from Love City Church, Cincinnati. More audio and information about Love City Church can be found at www.mylovecitychurch.org. Merry Christmas, fam. Good to see all of you. I praise God for you. Thankful we get to be together. If it's your first time uh, gathering with us today, just a couple things for you to know. This service is, is pretty different from what we normally do. First of all, this is family style. We do this every fifth Sunday during the year, but we've got all the kids in with us today. Uh, this will be a shorter service than normal. Uh, we just wanted to get together and, and celebrate Christ's birth uh, with Christmas being on a Sunday. Okay, so in, in light of uh, the, the video we just watched, I, I, like I said, I think the kids did a pretty good job, but I think it's also obvious that um, maybe it's worth sometimes just just going back and reading the stories again, uh, just word from word from the scriptures, because they had a lot of details, right? But um, some of them were, were a little sketchy. So uh, I and we're not this. I'm not going to take a long time, but uh, I want to read a couple passages of scripture. That will be what I'm going to call the highlights of the Christmas story this morning, and. Uh, one thing I, I want us to be looking for in, in thinking about reading through this and, and what we're doing and what we're celebrating today, uh, the idea came to me that really we're, we're celebrating, you know, most of us either are going to give gifts today and receive gifts or we've done that already and uh, a lot of what we're celebrating today is, is God giving us the, the greatest gift that's ever been given in Christ and, but Christ that's kind of the big summary, but there's so many gifts he brings in, in and of himself. And so as we're reading through the Christmas story, kind of using the, the principles that are often pointed out during the Advent season in the lighting of the Advent candles, there's, there's, there's four candles and they represent hope, faith. Some people put love there, so I'm going to do both. Hope, faith, joy, peace, and love. And so the summary Kind of, and what I'm submitting to you guys is, as we read the Christmas story this morning, I want you guys to be looking for where those gifts are in the story. And some of this came because uh, Natalie decided this year she was going to do a scavenger hunt, so the kids had to figure out a bunch of clues before they could open their presents this morning, so that inspired me. This is kind of like a scavenger hunt in the scriptures. I'm, my premise to you this morning is that we're going to find in these short passages around the birth of Christ... Hope, faith, joy, peace, and love. So I gave those to you in order. So as we're reading, see if you can find where those are, and I'll stop and point them out. Okay, so the first place we're going to be together is uh, the book of Luke, chapter 1, and we're going to read verses 26 through 38. Luke chapter 1, 26 through 38. If you don't have a Bible with you, we will have the verses on the screen, okay? Luke chapter 1, like I said, I'm going to start in verse 26. Hope, faith, joy, peace, and love. So what's the first gift we're looking for? Hope. Okay. All right. Here we go. Starts over here. Okay. Now, in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God to a city in Galilee called Nazareth, to a virgin engaged to a man whose name was Joseph, of the descendants of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. And coming in, he said to her, Greetings, favored one, the Lord is with you. But she was very perplexed at this statement and kept pondering what kind of salutation this was. 
And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall name him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and his kingdom will have no end. This is where I see the first gift of hope coming out in these verses. And why do I say that? Well, it's, it's hopeful for, for us, even from our perspective, that he'll be great. He'll be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David. He will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and his kingdom will have no end. And so that's hopeful for us, but it's even more hopeful for someone standing in the place of Mary who, her along with her people, have been waiting a long time for this Messiah to come. And these are the words that would let them know that Jesus is him. And so it was a hope they were waiting for. It's a hope that we're clinging to today. And of course, we're looking forward to a hope of Jesus fulfilling the next big promise that is he's coming again. So let's pick up at 34, see Mary's response. Mary said to the angel, how can this be since I am a virgin? It's a really good question. The angel answered and said to her, the Holy Spirit will come upon you. The power of the most high will overshadow you. And for that reason, the holy child shall be called the son of God. The next gift we're looking for is faith. It's coming up. See if you see it. And behold, even your relative Elizabeth has also conceived a son in her old age. And she who was called barren is now in her sixth month. For nothing will be impossible with God. There I see a, a nod towards that second gift of faith. I don't know about you, but you know we often say, I think, many of us that love Jesus and know his word, we'll often say nothing's impossible with God. But I'm just thinking about, I'm trying to put myself in Mary's place. And she asked the question, how am I going to be with child when I'm a virgin? And the angel says to her, nothing will be impossible with God. And that's a faith-filled statement. And I don't know about you, but it helps my faith. I need to remember that, not, not just about this story, but in my life today, because I got things that I'm dealing with. There's hard things right now. Anybody else got hard things you're dealing with in your life? Nothing is impossible with God. That helps my faith. I hope it helps yours. Verse 38, and Mary said, behold, the bond slave of the Lord may be done to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. It's a really good response from Mary. We can learn a lot from that. Now we're going we're gonna to jump a little bit and go to Luke chapter 2, verses 1 through 20. And we're going to keep looking. We're, we're going to keep hunting for Christmas gifts. The next one, so we did hope and faith. The next one we're looking for is joy. So see if you see where that pops up. Luke 2, chapter, sorry, Luke 2, verse 1. Here we go. Now in those days, a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that a census be taken of all the inhabited earth. This was the first census taken while Quirinius was governor of Syria. And everyone was on his way to register for the census, each to his own city. Joseph also went up from Galilee, from the city of Nazareth to Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and family of David, in order to register along with Mary, who was engaged to him and was with child. While they were there, the days were completed for her to give birth. And she gave birth to her firstborn son. She wrapped him in cloths and laid him in a manger, because there was no room for them in the inn. In the same region, there were some shepherds staying out in the field and keeping watch over their flock by night. An angel of the Lord suddenly stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terribly frightened. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy, which will be for all the people. 
For today in the city of David, there's been a born for you a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And this is where I see the gift of joy contained within these scriptures. See, Jesus, in giving us himself, he's given us so much hope and faith. And here we see joy. And, and when the angel says, don't be scared, I'm bringing you good news of great joy. What is the good news? That in the city of David, there's been born for you a Savior. A Savior. That is good news of great joy. Verse 12, this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. And suddenly there appeared with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts, praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest and peace and and on earth, peace among men with whom he is pleased. The gifts we're looking for is hope, faith, joy. What's the next one? Peace. And these angels didn't just say, they sung a song. A whole multitude said, glory to God in the highest and peace on earth. And friends, Jesus is the only one. He's the only one that brings us hope of peace, a deep and everlasting and abiding peace because without him, there will always be strife and conflict. He's the only one strong enough. He's the only one mighty enough to tell everybody, this is what you're going to do and they got to do it. And that day, that day is coming when he will. He's promised us that. So we see peace among men with whom he is pleased. Jesus didn't just bring peace so that we could understand how to have peace with each other, but so we could have peace with God. Because of our sin, we've made ourselves his enemies. But Jesus has come to, to bring us back in as sons and daughters. Let's pick back up in, in verse 15. When the angels had gone... Away from them into heaven, the shepherds begin saying to one another, Let us go straight to Bethlehem then and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. So they came in a hurry and found their way to Mary and Joseph and the baby as he lay in a manger. When they had seen this, they made known the statement which has been told them about this child. And all who heard it wondered at the things which were told them by the shepherds. But Mary treasured all these things, pondering them in her heart. The shepherds went back glorifying and praising God for all that they had heard and seen, just as had been told them. Praise God. Our last set of verses, it's just 12 verses. We're going to flip over to Matthew. This is, this, like I said, this is the highlights of the Christmas story. Uh, Luke didn't talk about the, the wise men, but Matthew did. So we're going to pick up in Matthew 2, starting in verse 1. We're just going to read 12 verses. So we've seen these gifts these Christmas presents in the, the scriptures about Jesus' birth, we've talked about hope and faith and joy and peace. The last one we're looking for is love. We're looking for love. So see if you see where that shows up here. Chapter 2, verse 1, book of Matthew. Now after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, Magi from the east arrived in Jerusalem saying, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we saw his star in the east and have come to worship him. When Herod the king heard this, he was troubled, and all Jerusalem with him. Gathering together all the chief priests and scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Messiah was to be born. They said to him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for this is what has been written by the prophet. And you, Bethlehem, land of Judah, are by no means least among the leaders of Judah. For out of you shall come forth a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. When Herod secretly called the, then Herod secretly called the Magi and determined from them the exact time the star had appeared. 
And he sent them to Bethlehem and said, go and search carefully for the child. And when you found him, report to me so that I too may come and worship him. After hearing the king, they went their way, and the star which they had seen in the east went on before them until it came and stood over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. After coming into the house, they saw the child with Mary his mother, and they fell to the ground and worshipped him. Then opening their treasures, they presented to him gifts of gold, frankincense, not Frankenstein, frankincense, and myrrh. Verse 11 is where I see the present, the gift of love, shine most brightly out of these verses. It's really all over it, but let me, let me just break this down to you. What, what did the Magi do? It says that they came, they fell to the ground, and worshipped Jesus. And there's something in that, in that falling to the ground, getting low in that posture, it's, it's saying some things. When you, when you get down to the ground, it doesn't even say they got on their knees. You get the idea that these guys got all the way on the ground because they didn't feel like just saying with their words, Jesus, we worship you, was enough. They, they got down to the ground. What's another way to say that? They, they got low. They got low to worship Jesus. They got low to express to him that they loved him and they worshiped him. And what else did they do? They gave him gifts. And you might say, well, is, does all that mean they loved him? Well, if we go to 1 John chapter 3, verse 16, it says, by this we know love, that he, that means Jesus, laid down his life for us. Jesus got low to show us how much he loves us. And here's what I want you to see. The Magi came, the Magi got low, the Magi gave gifts, but here's what's really interesting to see, friends. Here's my question to you. Were the Magi the first ones in the room that day that got low? They weren't. Jesus was the first one that got low because Jesus' very presence in that room, having taken on flesh, means he had, he had made the sacrifice of leaving the halls of heaven to come and to be born a human baby in order to live a perfect life and to die in our place and rise from the grave. Jesus had already gotten low to show the wise men he loved them and to show us he loves us. The wise men were just responding in like kind. And that's exactly how this whole thing works. God loved first. God loved best. Jesus went lowest. And that's what it looks like for us to respond to him is we get low. We love. We give. Not only gifts to him for the furthering of his gospel. That's a lot of what we're doing today. And I hope that we were, we've thought about that so far and I hope we will the rest of the day. That all the gift giving, we're really, it's an echo of the greatest gift being given. And God went first. God gave the greatest. Jesus went the lowest. God has loved us best. And today we get to celebrate by loving one another and loving him in return. And that's part of why I'm so thankful Christmas landed on a Sunday today so we could gather like this and take a moment to think about these things together. Amen? Amen. Let's pray. Father, we come before you in the name of Jesus. Thank you so much for the Christmas story. Thank you for all that there is we can think about today. Thank you for the hope and faith and joy and peace and love. And, and there's dozens, if not hundreds of other things we could talk about. All the gifts that you bring, all the gifts that you contain within yourself, that you have shared freely with us, your people. Thank you 
for doing it. Thank you for not holding back. Thank you for getting low. And thank you for giving everything. Lord, help us to follow in your footsteps. Help us to go low and help us to give freely and to walk in love as you always have. You're the best gift giver, Lord. We love you so much, but only because you loved us first. We worship you in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening to audio from Love City Church, located in Cincinnati, Ohio. Feel free to make copies of this message to give to others, but please do not charge for those copies or alter the content in any way without permission. To give or find out more about Love City Church, visit www.mylovecitychurch.org.